So, yesterday I remembered that I have to talk about fear. <laughs> I was thinking, what am, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> so, I remembered yesterday only. <laughs> and this morning I was coming, somebody said, are you going to talk about fear? So I said, wow, that's a good memory. <laughs> I went to Thailand, there were so many things, you know, going on in Thailand, this and that. So, then time passes. <laughs> So, but somebody reminded me this morning again, that's good. So maybe you like this topic. <laughs> anyway, if you are planning to have fear or whether you have fear already, I think this talk is good for you. All right, the talk today is freedom from fear. Fear is false evidence appear real. I got that one from the internet. Uh, false evidence appear real. So F for false, E for evidence, A for appear, R for real. So in many ways, uh, fear is like that. Eh? I don't know whether you have been, af you are, you, you have been uh, afraid of a rope, eh? thinking that it's a snake, but it's only a rope. You're afraid and then you get a flashlight and then, and then start to flash and then Oh, it's just on a rope. So, now, what is fear once you find out? So now, fear is very common in our life, and uh, fear is in a way related to aversion, anger, to the, to the present danger, right? So, uh, really, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, what's fear and the cause of fear and uh, how to overcome it. So, uh, well, fear, really, according to the Buddha in Dhammapada, he say like this, from craving arises fear, from passion, attachment, uh, all this kind of thing, that's where fear arises. And he said that where there's no a craving, where is fear? So we can see clearly from the script, scripture, Dhammapada, that fear arises from craving, pushing our things. You know, craving or desire is bipolar. Uh, one is desire to get. Right? That's one, one, one branch. One part of, fear, of uh, craving is to get something. But there's also another kind of craving or desire to push our things. So desire belongs to something where actually, I, I mean, uh, fear belongs to, an, uh, to this kind of uh, desire to push our things that we don't want. Where that's desire for, uh, where, where, let's say if you want to do, uh, to go for the interview, and then you don't want to face the boss, then you want to push out that I want to get a good boss. Eh? So for me as a Ugandan, when I used to travel with a Ugandan passport, always I look at the immigration who's a little bit friendly. <laughs> I look at their face <laughs> because I now have a problem. I look at all the lines and say, oh, should I go to the man? Should I go to the female? What should I do? Sometimes I'm stumped. I don't know where to go. <laughs> anyway, I have to go. <laughs> but now I'm no longer having that fear. I have a US passport. <laughs> I just go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be with this kind of passport. People like it very much. <laughs> when I go to UK, they say, oh, why did you take a long time to come to the UK? They ask me such a question. I go to Italy. Welcome. I go to Spain. But you traveling with a Uganda passport? Wow. What have you come to do here? How much money you have? 
<laughs> All these questions creates a lot of fear, actually. A lot of fear. <laughs> now I'm no, I have no fear about immigration, actually. No fear, like when I come to Australia, I just slide it into the machine, and then you go through. <laughs> no fear. I, was, I had a lot of fear of immigration, I'm telling you, because I faced a lot of problems traveling around the world with the Ugandan passport. So now, let us look at fears, uh, just a few of them here. Okay, this kind of fear I got from uh, the web that are very interesting, actually. Uh, where should we start? There seem to be so many. All right, let's start with my best fear that I really uh, is very common, fear of mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be fair, now father-in-law also. <laughs> I went in a country in uh, Brazil. They told me that in Brazil, many people stay with the in-laws, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, mother-in-law, and all in one. I don't know how they manage to cope. Anyway, they seem to manage, I think, <laughs> with a little bit of dose of dharma. I think you can. So this is a common fear. It doesn't matter which culture. It's very, very common. And then, uh, of course, I'll give some tips how to overcome this. All kinds of fear, just about any kind of fear. All right, so we've got some kind of fear, which is, start with, fear of bath. Some people are afraid to take a bath. It's called ablotophobia. People think that when they take bath, something's going to happen. It's not your problem, I think. Okay, there's fear of love, uh, falling in love, uh, and then this is a philophobia. This is all this kind of fear that I'm actually just uh, outlining that existing in the world there. They said that Queen Elizabeth actually had this kind of fear. Maybe had a lot of trauma in the past, I don't know. So it's kind of interesting that people can be afraid of love, I guess, due to the commitment. <laughs> Involved because you get buy one, you get one free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fear of sleeping. People think that they will die while asleep. That might be also common. There's also fear of the sun. This is, I think, not so common in Africa because we are we have inbuilt protection, right? And also Sri Lanka. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, most people are afraid of sun because of actually cancer. It will have cancer uh, when they, they get burned and all these things. So anyway, that fear is, can be easily gotten rid. You can get rid of that fear by actually taking an umbrella. A very good umbrella should solve this problem. Take lots of vitamin D also. That can help. Okay, we go to another fear. Fear of home. Huh? Uh, contents of home. That's why people travel a lot. They don't want to maintain a home because, again, responsibility, you know. You have a big home, you have to sweep it, take care of it, and, and all this kind of thing. Some people, they say that they have fear to have a home, so they just wander around. And in a way, that's how we used to live, actually. In many years, we lived without homes. We just keep on wandering, hunting. Actually, that's why African moved all the way to Australia, what you call aborigines. Yeah, aborigines, they traveled from, all right, uh, from Africa. <laughs> Did you know that? No. Oh, really? I, last time I, there was a, a documentary that uh, I, 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 we played here and uh, people enjoyed it. Yeah, so if you're interested, you can look for it. Uh, so you can see what, how all these people t 
traveled all the way from Africa, actually, and populated the planet. So what people do then is to go traveling on, on the move. That's why you have a, a motto here in, of uh, Melbourne. Melbourne is on move. Eh? <laughs> on the move. I like that one very much, too. Uh, fear of holes, uh, people think there will be snakes. Uh, when you come to Uganda Buddha Center, we have so many holes. <laughs> if you have never seen that, what comes out of those holes, <laughs> especially snakes, and there's something that came out of the hole I was in Uganda, it's very scary, really scary. So people fear of holes yeah, in the ground, thinking that something's gonna pop out of, of the holes. That's also another common fear. Uh, fear of the, let's say, there's another fear which is very interesting here. Fear of failure. This is very common. Nobody wants to fail, fail actually. All of us want to be successful. Uh, but what's very interesting is also fear of success. People are afraid of success. Do you want to be the president of Australia? Do you want to be the president of Australia? <laughs> It would that success. I'm, I'm, this is a huge chunk of land. <laughs> You'd be very successful if you become a president of Australia. Why are you afraid? Have you ever asked why? Why, why are you afraid? I mean, you might be want to be successful, get a job, good wife, and good job, and all that. But why don't you go for the highest success, be the president of USA, and take and take pills, sleeping pills every night? <laughs> <laughs> So actually, uh, people are afraid of success because any kind of success comes with re responsibility. And people don't want to be responsible. So that could be the reason. So it's very common, actually, people want to succeed, but they're afraid to be successful. So then that bring, uh, becomes a source of, of fear. Of course, fear of loss uh, is very common. And to the Buddha, you know, really, uh, what uh, in terms of loss of material, to the Buddha, uh, he, he said that uh, the only thing you have to be worried is get loss, uh, loss of sila, ethical conduct, and panya wisdom. Because if you lose that, you won't go to heaven. <laughs> so if you lose ethical conduct and wisdom, that's the biggest loss. But loss of goods, okay, you, you, you can always get other things. I've, I've, did I tell you that I've lost so many Dharma books? And for me, Dharma books are very dear to me. But I've lost, again, so many. And the good thing, I keep on getting more. <laughs> That's a very good thing. But many Dharma books I lost in India, in Brazil. I hope I don't lose the one in the USA. So I love Dharma books, but also sometimes and lose them. So there's a fear of loss. I don't want to lose my best Dhamma books. So there might be a fear of loss also. Fear of living. People are afraid to be alive, actually. It, yeah, it's, uh, especially when uh, you cannot make both ends meet. Then it's, and people are afraid how to earn a living, how to get a job, how to feed their family and all that. So this is very common. But not as common as fear of death. That's a big one. Are you afraid of death? <laughs> What's death, by the way? How can we separate death from life? Is it possible? 
you say coin, you have a coin, and if it has both sides, one and the other one. So some people think that they can only face only one side of the coin and don't want the other side. Can you do that? And also, when you look at uh, uh, the waves and water, waves and water are not separate. They are all the same package. So when we are born, we came with a package. Hmm? The package of death and life. That's one package. And in fact, uh, when you look at death, it's happening all the time. That's what we call psychological death. It's happening all the time. As we are talking, death is happening. Did you know that? <laughs> it's happening. New cells are being produced and old ones are dying. Right. Do you believe that? <laughs> really, after seven days, they said that after seven years, actually the whole body changes. The entire body changes. According to science, even 10 years, I think also, I, the latest one is 10 years. You might as well give yourself another name. Now I'm Buddha Rakita. After 10 years, I'll become Dhamma Rakita. <laughs> next, please, next, next time, don't invite Buddha Rakita. Invite Dhamma Rakita. <laughs> after 10 years, if you invite me after 10 years, <laughs> you're going to get Dhamma Rakita. <laughs> and another 10 years, Sangha Rakita. <laughs> really, actually, we are dying. After 10 years, everything has changed. Then, then psychological death is happening all the time. Of course, the conventional death that happens uh, after maybe 100 years, after 80 years, that death also shouldn't be a problem because that kind of death is followed by life. If you believe, you believe in many lives, hmm? if you believe in rebirth, uh, what we call re-becoming actually, the word should be re-becoming, Panabhava. Um, uh, the rebirth is a confusing word, it's more Hindu actually, reincarnation and all that. The proper word to use is re-becoming, that's what it is in Pali, right? You keep on becoming, upgrading existence, right? You see you have computers, you people? You have a software you need to upgrade? So every death is upgrading, depends on of course what you do in this life. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can downgrade, <laughs> but if you don't want, <laughs> but if you don't be, if you don't want to be afraid of death, think about that. I'm upgrading my software. <laughs> yeah, before Windows Visitor now is what? What's the latest one? What's the latest one? Uh, IT friend. Is <laughs> 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 <He's> upgrading? <laughs> What's the latest version? Ah, okay, okay. That's what you should think. Coming very soon. When you're about to die, soon, coming soon. That means you're going to get a new body. No worries. <laughs> new nose, new hairstyle, blondie or whatever. It wouldn't be wonderful if Buddha Rakita gets blue eyes. <laughs> existence. <laughs> yeah, existence. No problem. I think uh, uh, this death, fear of death business is, I think, how you die, actually, is what people fear. But death itself takes a short time. For me, I've ever been very close to death, and I found out, actually, it's such a short time to die itself. Death itself is such a short time. But the process, I think, most people are afraid of it. 
oh, I'll die with, and losing memory and I'll spend one year sick and all that. I think this is what people are afraid of. All right, uh, I think the ultimate, uh, the Arahants actually don't die. Arahants, uh, we don't call that death. They just go in Nibana. So anyway, the three kinds of death. If you know those three kinds of death, there shouldn't be a problem. One is psychological death, right? This happening all the time. And now there's another thing which is conventional, which is actually the normal kind of death when you kaput. <laughs> and then for the arahants, three kinds of death. So if you know the, uh, in fact, most meditation is very helpful. Because when you meditate, actually, every time you are seeing the process, eh? feelings rises and passing away. Do you have the same feeling like you had last time? No. The perception change. The, then mental formation change. Consciousness change. So I've told you the body, uh, at least to our knowledge, seven years, it changes completely. But what about feelings? I change all the time. That means they're dying. You don't have the same feeling that you, got, you had yesterday. Where is it? Eh? Today you eat uh, very good food, and uh, now another time you eat another food. Different feeling. Pleasant feeling, unpleasant feeling. What is the unpleasant? It's past away. Today we are going to have a wonderful meal, and then tomorrow, uh, then we have another meal, and then feeling passes away. Emotions passes away. So we are dying all the time, my friend. There shouldn't be a problem to be afraid uh, of. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid of death, but if you're afraid, you can uh, use some of the methods we are going to discuss. I hope you have enough time. Uh, another kind of fear, fear of darkness. It's dark. But that belongs to fear of unknown, which is very common. Anything we don't know, we are afraid. Whether it's going to Uganda now, Let's go to Uganda. Ah, uh, I don't know. There's Ebola. There is. No, there's no Ebola in Uganda. <laughs> What's actually uh, leading all that fear is the unknown, right? Yeah, anything you don't know, ranging from dating and this and that, anything you don't know, actually, it brings a lot of fear. Usually, most of those fear actually are really not. Uh, justified most of them. There is another interesting fear. Fear of fear of fear. So there's fear, then you're afraid to be afraid. And then you're afraid about being afraid. So that also keeps on perpetuating the fear. Uh, there is another kind of fear that's very common. People are afraid of meditation. They don't want to see impermanence. They don't want to see Dukkha, they don't want to see uh, non-self anatta. They say, ah, how it's very strange that I want to have my soul. How am I going to do my business without a soul? His teaching of no soul, the Buddha's teaching of no soul is terrible to many people. How can I live without a soul? You know? So people are afraid to meditate to see anatta. <laughs> so this can be also a big problem. There's also, uh, I think, a, a, a fear of Nibbana, final enlightenment. Hmm? People, they are afraid of Nibbana because they are not going to drive their car there. I think that's a big problem. They don't have a, their girlfriend, wife. That's the biggest problem. I call that Nibbanaphobia. <laughs> <laughs> so now what they do, instead of practicing to attain Nibbana, they get only bananas. <laughs> 
because they are afraid. It's amazing. Is it not amazing? What people do actually, these people who are afraid to attain Nibbana, they say, you know, I'll wait until Metea Buddha comes. <laughs> when is he coming? <laughs> because the Buddha takes eons and eons to come. Did you know how many time, years the Buddha takes to come? Eons and eons. So people would rather wait for eons while enjoying their car and uh, food and all these things than attaining Nibbana, final enlightenment, the final goal of Buddhists is Nibbana. So in the meantime, they are getting bananas all the time. When they practice, <laughs> rather, they get contented with the, yeah, so me, I'm not going to go to a retreat. Yeah, because they know the product of a retreat, that they might attain Nibbana. <laughs> and when they go home, they cannot enjoy. People are afraid that they won't be enjoying the relationship when they penetrate into impermanence. Yeah? Oh, everything is impermanent when I go home, everything, the chair is impermanent, my wife is impermanent, and all this kind of How am I going to enjoy life? I better put off my meditation and just get on with life in a very simple way, easy way. In other words, people just want to go the easy way. Okay. There is another fear which is actually the Buddha asks, asks us to be afraid. Hiri and Otapa, uh, moral fear. That's qualified actually. Moral fear and moral shame. To be afraid of doing wrong. That's what we should do. This kind of fear we can actually work with them uh, slowly by slowly. But uh, uh, we should really have more fear. Huh? Uh, not to commit, uh, we should not commit, uh, break the precept, we should actually do what's uh, skillful and all that. So now, with all this kind of fear, uh, uh, what can we do? <laughs> it seems that it, it comes from the very, very beginning of our life. Can you imagine when we are born? Just picture when you are born, and then you are thrust out in the world new light. Up here there was no light. Yeah? Very cozy, you know. In the mother's womb, they very cozy. You get free food. Yeah? Yeah. Take away. <laughs> yeah? It's on demand. Eh? Yeah. So now we come from all this comfort and then people start touching you. Can you imagine the trauma? Being touched by the hands of the doctor? Very rough. There, the touch was wonderful in our mother's womb. Huh? Then the sound, can you imagine? The sound when you come out as a baby, start hearing this sound, it's terrible. How I knew that is terrible is one time I had uh, some wax in my ears. Then I went to the doctor to remove them. Actually, I could not hear very well. The, that day when they removed all the wax and I got my new ears, I went to the street, it was so scary. I had to do like this. <laughs> it was too loud, actually, because, I mean, they had big chunks of wax inside here and here. <laughs> Can you imagine what the baby, uh, when the baby comes, they really get traumatized. So fear starts from birth. Actually, that's where it starts, and it gets perpetuated throughout our life. And unless we work on it, we have to learn how to work on our fear, right? Now, a few methods that you can use to, uh, to deal with fear. 
the first method is to recognize when it's present. When fear is present, I'm using now Satipatthana Sutta discourse. Right? So when fear is present, be aware that fear is present. If it's absent, be aware that it's absent. This kind of awareness is very, very important because uh, you are not sidestepping fear when it's present. You are not sidestepping. Before fear arises and then you go for something else. You, you leave fear alone. Right? You got something else. You think about something else. You, you react also. There's always a reaction when fear arises. Why am I having fear? And all this kind of thing. But here, when we just mindful of it and make it the object of our meditation, then actually we are, it's workable because we are facing our fear. In fact, there's a saying which says that the best way to deal with fear is to face it. So you face fear. That's the best way. I was so afraid about like, swimming because my cousin was about to drown in Uganda and then my parents told me not to swim, not to go near water, it's only unless, at least, unless it's in a cup, you know. <laughs> That's okay, no problem. But going in a big, around the big bottle of water, no way. And then I used to go to... Uh, uh, to a picnic and I see all these kids from other family because I studied in a boarding school We used to go to a picnic and I see kids swimming all the way in the middle of the lake For me, I was just looking like this admiring them. So I was afraid of water But then I had to fear. I mean, I mean, I mean face um, the fear, right? When I went to India to study I say my parents are not here <laughs> They can't see me from here. So I went to the swimming pool and then I was sinking like a rod, like any other African. I don't know why Africans sink like rods, like a real metal. When I look at uh, these people swimming, Westerners, with the, the novel like this on a, on a swimming pool, I say, oh, how they do it, actually? They are reading their novels. Yeah? And I said, no, let me go and learn swimming. I can't do that, reading a book on water like this. I never did that. I sink, Africans think. <laughs> At any rate, I learned how to swim anyway, so, but I had to face all the fear. And that's how I became a scuba dive instructor. I became a scuba dive instructor in Thailand. Can you imagine somebody who was afraid of water? <laughs> and become the teacher of teachers, actually. So you can do it, actually. You can do it yourself. So now, actually face your fear by recognizing it. Recognize fear, fear, fear. And then the next step, that's the first step, is the presence and absence of fear. Recognize the presence and the absence of fear. That's what you get in Satipatthana Sutta. And then the next thing is actually to have a proper attitude when the fear is there. In other words, don't try to push it away. Pushing away fear making it, makes it worse. Right? Because pushing away things is what? Is aversion. So you have aversion towards fear. So that's not going to work. Indulging in fear also is not going to work also. And also ignoring it is not going to work. So the proper attitude is trying to understand fear. Understanding fear as fear. So this is what we call a proper attitude. All right? The second method is attitude. Develop a proper attitude. In other words, have wise acceptance that, okay, this fear has arisen. Has arisen. It's a mental state. 
right? Recognizing that it's a mental state, then you have some form of acceptance that it's what it is, right? Then uh, the next step which you want to take is again from Satipatthana this uh, Sutta is to uh, try to investigate. Wow. Investigate: is it increasing? Is it staying the same? Or is it decreasing? Decreasing or increasing or staying the same? So in other words, try to investigate the, the impermanence nature of fear. Because it's impermanent. Right? So when you investigate, you can see, oh, now fear is decreasing or is increasing or is staying the same. So you know for yourself. Right? But a good investigation also to see how unsatisfactory it is and also how it, how selfless uh, and, and how selfless it is. It's a self, it has this kind of impersonal nature. Because it's a mental state, it comes due to cause and conditions. As it comes due to, go, to cause and condition, it will go also, uh, due to cause and condition, it will go. Right? So you gain some insight into uh, nature, impermanence, dukkha, unsatisfactoriness, and anatta, non self. So you get wisdom under your belt, even when fear is present, but you are getting wiser. At least you are getting wiser. This is very, very important. Another good investigation you can do is to see how actually fear affects your body. How does fear affect your body? When you have fear, what happens? You feel like sweating, eh? blood pumping very, very fast. So when you kind of sense these signals, so that next time when fear arises, you can see it at the beginning and you don't allow it to take over your life. You know some people uh, have this problem. Fear has taken over their life, right? So they're afraid about anything, anything about the darkness, about this, about this. So, so then fear has taken over their life. But if you investigate, then next time, fear arises, you'll be more aware of it. You'll be more in tune. Right? Oh, now fear is arising. Oh, let me try to uh, use some of the uh, methods how to overcome it. So you investigate in, in terms of impermanence, in terms of unsatisfactoriness, in terms of non-self, uh, anatta, non-self. That can be very, very helpful. The next step you can do is actually to recognize or depersonalize it, right? Not clinging to the fear uh, as a mental state, but you can depersonalize it. Again, I'm getting this from this discourse itself. Uh, depersonalization or non-clinging is fear not I, not my, not myself. Fear not I. Because most of the time people identify with the emotion. Because fear is emotion, so there's a strong sense of identification. I'm fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of flying. I'm afraid of this. So then people smuggle their eye into the fear itself. But this smuggling of ourselves into the mental state, that brings problem because you identify with the mental state. This kind of identification. So what you want to do is not identify with an emotion, basically, but in this case, fear. Don't identify yourself with fear. In other words, fear is not mine. Fear is not myself. Fear is not I. There's a meditation center called IMS in USA. 
So you want to remember that I am as. Fear is not I. Fear is not mine. Fear is not self. <laughs> it's just fear. It's a mental state. This is very, very important. So those methods will help you actually to see fear as a mental state other than try to own it. You don't own fear, do you? Do you own your anger? <laughs> no, we don't own actually this mental state. But what's very interesting, as emotions themselves, they really actually cover a big chunk of our emotion life. So then it's very easy to identify ourselves with them. And I can understand it because I've, since our evolution, we are afraid. We used to stay, in, as yesterday I told you, we used to stay in a forest with our lovely friends, lions and elephant and anaconda. Those were our buddies, actually. <laughs> Forest buddies. <laughs> so we're actually always afraid of them. So now there's no problem. Still we're afraid. Fear is such a common thing in our life. Uh, maybe you not notice it, but it's actually so common. Yeah? You, you'll be surprised how many things we're afraid of in life. So the key is not to identify yourself with this kind of emotion, mental state. Now, talking about fear. Most of the time, actually, we are fabricating fear. We are, we, we are the one actually responsible for it. Most of the time. There is a, a very good uh, Zen uh, story about a man who painted tigers. He painted the tigers from day one, two, three, until he perfected the tiger. Perfect. Perfect piece of art. And one day he went out and came back. It's a little bit dark and looked at the painting. And then he found out a real tiger. And then he ran away. He ran away too fast. Away from a tiger. Are you painting tigers in your life? Stop painting tigers. <laughs> Can you imagine when you go to paint, you get a canvas and then you get a paint and you start drawing one by one. Not so perfect. You make it perfect. Make it perfect. Now it's perfect. Ah, you're afraid. Actually, this happened to me actually. I, Bavana Society in West Virginia. We live in the forest, in Kutis. Sometimes we are visited by bears. I've sworn bear, actually. Actually, <laughs> during my start Bavana Society in West Virginia, I was lucky enough to see the bear. <laughs> Every time, they, they used to tell me, oh, you can see bear at Bavana. I said, no, this is a mumbo jumbo. There's one nun who said, yes, I saw a deer. I said, no, 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 this is impossible. Now they had to build a power line, big power line, and they cut down the trees. One time I went to meditate, we have it like at Bavana Society, we a week or off and sometime day off. In a week, one day off, we meditate in our kuti. I was meditating in a kuti. And then I decided to walk out of my kuti and wander around. And then all of a sudden, I see a big dog, black one. A lot of fair, fair hair. I said, wow, this is a big dog. It came very close like this. But the way it was throwing the legs like this, I said, maybe not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> this was my first time to see. <laughs> you, you know what? 
I practice meta and I run away. <laughs> that was my best. That was my meta practice. <laughs> and then it's also run away. Both of us will run away. <laughs> and then I said, no, you're a monk, you should, do, you should do practice some compassion. And then I start following it naively, rather naively. Following it, following it, following it. Saying, oh, may you be well up and peaceful. May you be well up and peaceful. And just kept on going. So this is uh, uh, interesting. Now, one time, I continued to meditate another day. And uh, because of the door, I kept on banging. I kept a chair. In the morning, I had a day for med to meditate the whole day. What I did is to go in front of the kuti, and uh, there's a door. I put a, a chair like this so that it is not banged by wind because sometimes it can be windy. So I put the chair in the morning there. Meditate, meditate, meditate. So in evening, when you've been meditating for uh, one day like that, we tend to go to the main uh, house to get uh, like water, hot water and a flask. So now I was about to leave my kuti at around uh, 7, uh, 7.30 because it's getting dark. I said, no, I better shut this door. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, the door was, uh, I, us I usually don't use that door. But this time I went there and then when I opened the door, I started closing it like this. Then I saw a chair. I thought it's a bear, actually. <laughs> I'm the one who put the chair in the morning, and now it's a bear. <laughs> you see? So most of the fear we have is we put it there, <laughs> and we forget. Mother-in-law. Who brought the mother-in-law? <laughs> you better study them. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Uh, another technique which is very effective is actually uh, uh, we can borrow from, uh, we can get from Vitaka Santana Sutta. Vitaka Santana Sutta is uh, in Majima Nikaya, the discourse on how to deal with the destructive thoughts, destructive thoughts, uh, so the fear the thought also. Mm? So, how to deal with such thoughts? Vitaka Santana Sutta, the first method is the replacement. Replacement the, with the opposite. What's the opposite of fear? It's courage, isn't it? So replace, whenever there's fear, replace it with courage. Interesting. The Buddha uh, taught monks uh, and then told them to meditate for three months in a place which was really haunted by ghosts. According to the commentary, the monks went there to meditate for three months and they could not meditate. They were so afraid. The lot of sound and ghosts making all this noise and uh, uh, these uh, nasty smells and all that. The monks were afraid. We can't meditate there. They went to the Buddha, please don't send us. Buddha Hamdru, please don't send us there. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> we'll stay around here. <laughs> We are not going back to that place. The Buddha said, no problem. Yeah? No problem. Now learn metta, loving kindness. And then when you learn metta, loving kindness, 
you go back. You are going back with the best tool. The best tool is metta. And then the monks went, according to the commentary, the monks went back, sent metta loving kindness, and then there was no problem. All these goblins and ghosts, we are so happy to see them again. So it works. That means it works. It works. Right? So replace it. So because fear is part of anger, um, aversion, so you better replace it with a mental state, which is the non-anger, which is metta. So whenever you have fear for something, uh, just send metta, loving kindness. Right? Send loving kindness. May I be well up and peaceful. May I, be, uh, uh, may I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be happy. That can take care of your fear. In fact, I remember I did it myself where I was meditating in a cemetery in Thailand where there's dead bodies, actually. They don't cremate them. But they just dig a little bit of a ditch and put them there temporarily. So I was meditating there and I wanted to see ghosts. The reason I was going to meditate there is to see ghosts because I was so afraid. In Africa, oh, all Africans are afraid of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem, nobody has ever seen the ghost. And when, when for my base, my worst frustration in Africa is not, be, not to be able to find a single person who has ever seen the ghost personally with first-hand experience. That was the biggest frustration. When I got somebody, have you seen a ghost? I said, no, somebody told me there's a ghost. I got another person, have you seen somebody? He said, no, somebody told me. I said, when am I going to learn that somebody has seen a ghost? I went to Africa. I mean, uh, I left Africa and I went to Thailand in 2006. Uh, I went to uh, on a ad ghost adventure. <laughs> 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Then when I, I went to the place, I told the monk to take me there that night. And, and he told me, stay here, you'll see the ghost. And then I meditated, I meditated, I meditated. There were no ghosts coming. But again, there were some trees, uh, branches breaking. I thought, this is the one now. I opened my eyes like this. <laughs> I said, that's real, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to be the first African to say ghost. <laughs> but I said, actually, I start thinking, oh, what do ghosts do to you, actually? Do they kill you, actually, if you see them? Ah, I start saying meta. Oh, may I be well, happy and peaceful. So there was no fear of ghosts, right? No fear of ghosts. Again, I was disappointed because I finished my meditation, I just get so much trouble with mosquitoes. <laughs> then I was afraid of getting fever, dinghy, and malaria, a combination of malaria in Africa and dinghy in, in, in Thailand. I said, if I get malaria in Africa because I just came from Uganda, and the combination of dinghy, I'll be kaput, actually. <laughs> 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 both fever. you don't want to get both fevers <laughs> so anyway I left the place and then I start doing walking meditation because I thought sitting meditation would not give me good access to a ghost I said okay let me do walking meditation it was dark actually in a big forest in the middle of nowhere actually and then I start maybe tigers are the ones who are going to come because I read the stories about these Ajahn Chah monks I mean Ajahn man seeing tigers and all that so I thought this this time is tiger actually but uh, it didn't come so now that's another disappointment 
Next time I go to Thailand, it was supposed to be this time, but I didn't make it to the north. So I want to really see a real tiger. Uh, I mean a real ghost. And then I see how much fear I have. I want to test how much fear I have in my life by seeing a real ghost. I hope that will come. I hope I realize my dream. I want to see, I want to be able to describe a, a ghost in all details to Africans and all people I see it. <laughs> Next time I'll do that. Now, another method uh, is we finish what we call uh, replacement. You replace with the opposite. The opposite of fear is courage. You replace it. And then another method according Vitaka Santana Sutta is reflection. You reflect that fear bring suffering. Why do I have to indulge in fear? We all know what happens when we have fear. Don't we feel some kind of suffering? So when, if you know that fear really brings suffering, why do you indulge in it? Try to actually let go. right? Uh, try to um, practice metta, loving kindness. Try to practice other teachings that helps you to overcome it, like I, I've mentioned. Third, according to Vitaka Sattana Sutta, the third method is redirection. Redirect your mind. Redirect your mind from fear, then to something which is more neutral. What I did during that time in the forest when I was facing my fears about ghosts, so I started actually reflecting on the qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. Reflecting on the qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha, I think they are not here. Actually, according to the tradition, the, uh, according to Buddhist tradition, when you reflect on the qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha, fear will go out of the window. What are you afraid when you have the triple gem? Hmm? Yeah, so you are. Look at the qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. Reflect on them. Then uh, the, the fear will not uh, arise. This is in the scripture, how to overcome fear by reciting, reflecting on the qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. You know this already, so I don't have to repeat this. You know all the qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. Okay, the fourth, okay, redirection also means uh, come back to the body. When you have fear, come back to the body. We are embodied beings, actually. Come back to the body, feel the body, because when you have fear, you tend to go so much in your head, right? Come to the body and feel your body. How does it feel in your body? Come to the breath. When you come to the breath, actually, it actually stabilizes you. You, it, you. you become calm and peaceful. Because fear, what it does, it agitates us. But once you come back to the breath, it, the breath has a psychological and a physiological effect on our nervous system. So, again, come back to the breath. Take a deep breath. Relax and all that. That will help. Now, the fourth method is retracing according to Vitaka Santana Sutta, go backwards. Why do you have a lot of fear? We can go backwards. Like reflection was going forward, uh, it was forward looking, uh, that okay, uh, fear leads to suffering. But this kind of re retracing is going backwards and say, why do I have fear all the time? Why am I uh, afraid of uh, my mother-in-law? Why am I afraid of my boss? Why am I afraid to meet a new person? Why am I afraid to give a Dhamma talk? Public speaking, wow, the big, I don't know why I left it out. Speaking in the public, oh, my friend. <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> but it was a problem before. <laughs> it was a problem. <laughs> so most people are afraid. What's really actually amazing, 
For me, I thought that I'm afraid to speak in the public because of my English. But I found people from England, people who speak properly English. In, from USA, people cannot, these people graduate. I met somebody who graduated from Harvard, but still is afraid to give a public speak. So, actually, it's fierce, it's not because of the language. Me, I thought people will not be able to understand me when I speak, and uh, they, they are going to ridicule me speaking Ugandan English. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this problem, but in the beginning, it was a big problem to talk to people in America. 100 Americans, and I'm Ugandan. Well, so these people are going to laugh at my mistakes, you know? But actually, it's not the language. It's actually fear. So you can always overcome fear by facing it. Public speech is the more you speak, the more it gets better, right? So then, actually, retracing always, why do I, why do I have fear? You keep on going backwards. Oh, because I have anger, I have aversion. Then you go backwards. Why do you have aversion? Oh, because of craving, push our things. So this is what the, the, the Buddha mentioned in Dhammapada. From craving arises uh, fear. From, from uh, passion arises fear. Where there's no craving, where is fear? So really, actually, you can go backwards and really trace where fear is coming from to see the springboards of the fear. Once we, we know the springboards, then fear becomes, becomes weaker, right? Let's say if there's a lion, I don't know if the lion's here, <laughs> roaring and roaring, but if you see the lion is right there in a cage there, or it's in a, in a tree there, then at least you don't have a lot of fear. You know that you need just to go to over there. So <laughs> what, what's more, most dangerous here, actually, the animal here? You don't have a most dangerous? Snakes. Snakes, okay, taipan. If you, if you don't know where the taipan is, you'll be afraid the whole land. But once you really pin it down, oh, it's, this, it's in this hall, it's in this cave, then you can go everywhere freely. Yeah. So tracing the springboard, the root of fear, can be very, very, very helpful to overcome fear. But if you don't know the root, oh, why are you afraid? Oh, I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? I'm afraid. No. <laughs> be able to pin it down, oh, I'm afraid of, of, of this thing, you know, whatever it is. Okay, according to Vitakasana Sutta, we trace backwards and really find out what's the, the, the nourishing root, right? Then lastly, not last, but just my talk, <laughs> there's more to talk about, but we have to eat. <laughs> lastly, you have to face your fear. It's called resolution, make a resolution. Determination, the Pali word is called aditana. Make a strong resolve. Not fear to become your master. This is found in one discourse. It's called Beya Beyarava Sutta. Let me see. It's in Majmanika number four. Majmanika number four is called Baya Beyarava Sutta. Fear and terror. This is what the Buddha did actually before he became a Buddha. He said, "I'm not going to change my posture. Whenever fear arose, yeah, during, uh, when before he became the Buddha, he was a Bodhisattva." He decided not to change the posture until fear is gone. So you can determine, okay, I have fear when I'm standing. I'm not going to change my posture. I'm not going to sit until fear is gone. Then you use all the methods. I think we have covered nine methods. We have covered nine methods here to overcome fear. Are you going to remember them? 
Okay, let me outline them. So you make a determination. Uh, that's the last one. You make a determination so that you really say, okay, I'm going to face my fear. This is called resolution. Okay, I'm going to recap it. Right? The first one was recognition of fear, its presence and its absence. The second method was uh, attitude. We develop a proper attitude of accepting fear as fear as a mental state. That's more of acceptance. But I would like to say attitude. Develop a good attitude, a proper attitude when fear arises. Not to push it away. This is the attitude. Not to push it away, not to indulge in it, not to ignore it. That's the second method. The second method, the, th the third method was investigating what fear uh, is in, in your body, in your mind, how does it affect your body, how does it affect your mind uh, in terms of impermanence, in terms of unsatisfactoriness, in terms of non-self. And then the fourth method is depersonalization. Don't make fear as a property. Don't have copyrights of fear. It's not your fear. I know it's coming from your head, but you don't possess it, right? See it as a mental state, any other arising mental state, right? So, it's just arising. It's a mental state. So, depersonalize it. Not I, not mine, not myself. That's what the fourth. And then the fifth one was replacement. Replacement with the opposite. All right? With fear, you replace it with courage. And then the, 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 the sixth was uh, re reflection, that it leads to suffering, fear leads to suffering. And then the, the, the eighth is, uh, re was redirection. You, you redirect your mind from the fear, and then you come to the body, come to the breath, or you can even go some, someplace safe, you know. So that was redirection. And then the, 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 the number eight, actually, number eight was retracing, and number nine is resolution. Make a strong resolution or determination so, so that fear is actually your servant. It's not your master. Most people make fear as their master, and fear leads their life. Everything they do out of fear. They give a cup of to the husband out of fear. They do this, everything's out of fear. Hmm? They fear God. God is, should be respected. Right? <laughs> so, not to be afraid of. Because he's a big person. <laughs> I don't know why people fear God. They have never seen him. Oh, ha. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> so, I have covered my Dhamma friends and brothers and sisters nine ways of, of uh, dealing with fear. I hope you are going to practice all these nine methods in order to deal with fear and work with fear in a very skillful way. Right? So may you be well up and peaceful. May you be free from fear. May you be safe. <laughs>